Hey guys, Matt Haycox here, and welcome to another episode of Matt Haycox Daily, my almost daily podcast, different to the Matt Haycox Show podcast. If you haven't listened to that one before, make sure you check it out. Every Wednesday, I do a deep dive interview with an inspirational guest, an interesting character, a business leader, a celebrity, whoever it may be. We sit down, we go deep, have great chats, and there's always loads of nuggets. But this daily podcast is a bit different, just hopefully three to five minutes every day, a thought, a story, an idea to share, to kickstart your day, improve your life, boost your business. And today, I'm going to be reading through Matt's Chats, which is the column in my weekly newsletter every Friday. Today I have a newsletter. If you're not subscribed to it, make sure you do subscribe to it. So you'll be able to find it on my website, which is at matt-haycox.com. But yeah, this is from Friday, the 25th of August. And it is my Matt's Chats column entitled, I'm a Terrible Son. Just a little uh, funny anecdote, actually. My crazy mother actually uh, emailed me after reading this saying, you're not a terrible son, please. You're lovely. <laughs> I don't quite think she gets my, uh, my humor and taking my real life stories into business situations. But that's what I was doing here anyway. So taking a story and converting it into something that you guys can learn for your businesses. So let's do it. I am a terrible son. Yes, I have to put my hands up and say it. I've been a bad son. Well, to my mom anyway. Okay, look, there's a bit of context to this. I'm not all bad. Just when it comes to calling my mom on the phone, I must get three emails a day telling me to call and asking why I haven't called. But it's her fault, honestly. And there is something important that you can learn from this story about your business. So look, a bit of background. My mom lives in Tunisia, where she's been for the last four or five years, and she's a total technophobe. I mean, I remember when she used to ask for her emails to be printed out and read to her. She's got a prehistoric burner phone that's often in the repair shop. And the number for it, I think, is some kind of Tunisian pay-as-you-go arrangement. So when she asks me to call her, well, as you can imagine, it's usually a challenge to get through. Now, there's probably a secondary lesson in this too, that phones can call out as well as receive. And my mum could always call me rather than emailing me to ask me to call her. Well, look, that's not what we're here to talk about. The reason I don't call her isn't because I don't like her. And it's not because I don't want to speak to her. I promise, Mom, I know you're listening to this as well. It's because she makes it difficult for me to by having such limited options. I've got one choice. I can call the Tunisian burner phone, hope it's working, not in the shop, hope the number connects, and hope she answers. Now, lining up all of that is rarer than rocking horse shit. But this is what I see in businesses every day. They make it so difficult for a customer to do business with them. Now, sometimes it's because of an owner's personal preferences. Sometimes it's because of a lack of understanding. But either way, they're leaving serious money on the table. Now, there's three main areas where I see this. Firstly, in communication methods. Now, look, I'm still on the theme of my mom here. What communication methods do you use to allow your customers to contact you? I see so many businesses now that just have an email form with a contact box. They don't even publish a telephone number. I mean, that's even worse than my mom. Look, I get it. We're in the age of being streamlined and operating at scale. But if you don't get your head around this concept, you're always going to miss out on sales opportunities. If you try and get in touch with me, you could do it via telephone, multiple numbers and country codes, by the way, WhatsApp, Bottom, email, Zoom, Skype, social media channels, etc., etc. It's really easy to get in touch with me, to call me, or to send me a message. Now, every one of those things I've just mentioned is either free or very low cost. They integrate with most systems and procedures, and they can all be managed by one person when resources are at a premium. There is absolutely no reason not to be accessible by all of those methods and more. Every time you speak to a customer or a lead, you've got the chance to sell them something. So don't hide from people. Take advantage of every communication opportunity. Second, social media channels. It doesn't matter that you're not a big fan of social media. 
or that you think there should be a divide between business and personal life. And it doesn't matter that you don't think your audience is on social media because they are. And they expect you to be on there too. And look, it doesn't count if you've got an old Twitter account whose latest post was some kind of retweet from Donald Trump five years ago. You need to be on every platform. That's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Threads, Snapchat, Pinterest, TikTok, and anything else that comes along. You've got to make it easy for people to find you. You've got to make it easy for them to consume your content in any format that they like. That's the key word, that they like. Anytime you impose your views or you limit your audience, you're alienating people and you're reducing your sales opportunities. Third, payment options. Now look, I've saved the most important one until last. I mean, look, these are all very important, but if I had to pick just one that is really costing businesses, this is the one. Now, I actually really noticed this in action a few years ago when I used a private taxi service in Cannes. At the end of the journey, the driver let me use PayPal to settle a trip. Now, personally, I'm a big fan of PayPal. It's just such an easy thing to use. I rarely have cash on me nowadays. And if someone doesn't take Apple Pay, then I'm normally struggling. But his willingness to use PayPal did two things. Firstly, it made it more likely that he's going to get paid. But most importantly for his future, it made me use him on all of my journeys. Now, look, this guy was overpriced. In fact, he's quite heavily overpriced. But I liked him and I liked the simplicity. So I'm willing to pay a premium for it. If he'd forced me to use cash, then there'd have been no point of differentiation between him and the other taxi driver. And I would have just happily used any old taxi for each journey going forward. Now, where does your business sit with payment options? Just like methods of communication, it's very easy and it's very cheap to get access to pretty much every type of payment service and processor in today's market. Cash, credit cards, and bank transfers are the obvious ones. But what about multi-currency, crypto, PayPal, Klarna? another buy now, pay later services. There may be the odd business model out there where not every single option is appropriate, but in the main, that level of choice can be offered to all customers. Now look, you may not like crypto, you may barely even know what it is, but I guarantee you that there's potential customers out there who would love to use you if only you would let them pay in Bitcoin. Earlier this year, I created a new option for my investors actually to invest with me in US dollars and euros as well as a sterling option that we already have. It's a minor headache for me, to be honest, and I don't particularly like it. You know, we've got some extra accounting entries to do, and we have to hedge the investment so that we're not exposed to any currency risk. But since starting this, we've already received over $3 million in that way. I promise you that is money that I would not have received if I had only continued to offer the sterling option. It's not about me. It's about my customers. What can I do to make their lives easier and my product more appealing? Communication methods, payment options, social media channels. That is just the beginning. There's so many areas that you can apply this logic to. So mom, I know you're listening. Mom and fellow business owners, always ask yourself, what can I do to remove friction and to make it easier to do business with me? That's it for today, guys, on Matt Haycutt's Daily. I hope you found that interesting. I hope you found that useful. And I hope you can go away and make some tweaks to your business that is going to allow you to increase your sales, to increase your profits, to increase your margins. Like I say, I'm trying to make this podcast daily. I'm getting two or three a week at the minute. I'm getting there. But the more you guys listen, the more incentivized I'll be to get it done. So uh, thank you for listening. If you like it, please leave me a review. Share it with your friends. Drop me a comment on social media. Subscribe to my newsletter. And I look forward to seeing you in the next episode.